This is the WTRE Podcast with your hosts, Realtors, Aaron and Melody. Welcome to Real Estate. All right. So today, my friend, my insurance agent, and my insurance partner, uh, he has my insurance policies and those of a lot of my clients, Alex Barrera with Goosehead Insurance. How are you, Alex? I'm doing great, Aaron. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good, man. And you know, we did this last year. We had the same conversation last year. We're going to do it again today. I think we're going to do this every single year um, <laughs> because we are 32 days away from hurricane season starting and a flood insurance policy takes 30 days to kick in and there's still people out there that don't have flood insurance. Never hurts to get a little reminder, right? You know, I, I've shared my story before with you. You know my story, but I was incredibly fortunate during Harvey to have flood insurance. One of the, one of the fortunate ones in my neighborhood that had flood insurance. Um, don't know what would have happened without it, but I ended up with roughly a $250,000 claim. And, uh, you know... And it helped. Let's just say it helped. So, sure. um, but there's still people out there that don't have it, you know, and it is probably the best $500 a year that I spend. Um, my policy wasn't up for another couple months. I got the first reminder last week and I paid that one immediately. That's the one that I would never miss <laughs> is that flood insurance bill that, that I'm happy to give them that $513. So let's start out. Let's talk a little bit about flood insurance and uh, start with the FEMA policy and then kind of take it from there. Yeah, so the, the, you already mentioned the very important thing with flood insurance is that there is a 30 day waiting period for the policy to start. So the day you call, pay for it and process the policy 30 days later is when your coverage actually starts. So, and flood, flooding of course happens year round, right? And we've had tax right. day floods, Memorial day floods. We've had floods, you know, any, any day of the week, any time of the year, but hurricane season kind of lends itself a little bit to being tied to some of those large flood events, you know, with the, the storms, things like that. Um, yeah, like you said, so flood, FEMA flood policies do max out at 250000 on a standard FEMA policy. Um, I mean, the max amount of coverage, 250000 in a low-risk flood zone, I mean, it's five sixteen for the year right now is what we're right. ready to run. So, I mean, like you said, we did, we did the math, right, $250,000 claim. Even if you pay flood insurance the rest of your life, you know, and never have another claim, you already you already came out ahead. So that's it. Um, that's it. Very small investment for for the protection. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, I've gone to sleep in my house with rain falling and not having flood insurance, and being able to go to sleep, you know, with a little little comfort when rain's falling. Yeah. It's it's a night and day difference, you know, yeah. to have that stressor and not have it. It is. It is. So you know, in in my world, we. Uh, we call it real property and personal property. Um, I think in your world, it's uh, contents on one side and um, structural on the other side, something like that. Yep. Explain how that works. Explain how that claim is uh, split up. Yeah, so flood policies are pretty straightforward. You're getting covered for two things. You're getting covered for the building, the structure of the house, whatever term you want to throw in there for the, the structure itself. Uh, and then you have coverage, a line item for contents for your personal property. That's everything in the house that's yours. You know, a good example is if you turned your house upside down and shook it, what falls out? 
that's all all your stuff, right? Couch, TV, pots, pans, dressers, nightstands, the whole nine. Um, so that's what your flood policy is covering is those two things. Um, you know, on a standard flood policy, that deductible for each of those is like twelve hundred bucks, twelve fifty. Um, so if you have only damage to the house, you can file a claim for just your house. You have only damage to your contents. Somehow, I don't know how that would ever happen, but you know, you have claim for your contents. But typically, you're going to be following a claim for kind of the whole situation, right? You're going to have your building getting fixed and your your contents getting fixed or replaced. So they will give you up to a hundred on the content side and one fifty on the structural side, right? Two, yeah, two fifty on the house, hundred on the on the contents is is max. There you go. So it's a total of three fifty if you were to max the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about people who that's not enough? Uh, the people who have houses much bigger than mine, people that are worried about a much bigger loss than mine. Um, what's out there for them as far as private? So then we have, we have two options there. One, you can still stick with FEMA and do what's called an excess flood policy. Uh, basically, it's, a, it's another policy you get you know, over and above your standard flood policy. Or, yeah, we can go to a private flood option. Um, the, the main one that, that we work with is Neptune Flood. Um, and they'll go up to, I believe it's up to 500000 uh, on your home. I gotcha. think they, actually may, they may have just increased that. So it might actually be a little bit higher now. Um, and they'll do, you know, you can do higher amounts on your contents as well. You can go up to the same amount. Um, you can add coverage for things like pools. Um, you can add loss of use coverage if you want to get like your hotel or your apartment covered while your house is getting fixed. Um, just a little bit more coverage options, you know. I will say most most people when they're in a in that within that two hundred fifty thousand dollar range, most people tend to stick with the FEMA policy just for like kind of the the comfort feeling, right, and the you know the security there with FEMA. But when you do yeah. get above that, that that private flood does become um, very nice to have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we're not looking at full replacement cost of the home. Um, you know, most likely when you're replacing things in a home that's due to a flood, you're you're not going to the second floor. You're not doing a lot of other things. So you're not looking to replace the whole house. You're just looking to repair the things that were damaged with the flood. So, you know, the odds of that getting up over 250, I guess it could happen. But uh, for most people, yeah. for most people, the, the FEMA policy is good. And, you know, um, I have used that policy but I don't live in a, uh, a flood zone. I think a lot of us don't live in flood zones. I, they haven't uh, reclassified things. I still don't live in a flood zone, even after that. Um, what happens to people that do live in flood zones? So you, you did not get remapped, which is good, but some areas did. I've seen it, I've seen it happen since, uh, since our view. It took some time. You know, it was probably about a year out. Some areas got remapped, but um, if you're in a high-risk flood zone, so you don't get the bird rates, you're not low-risk, you know, then what you what you need to look at is the elevation certificate for the house, and we use that to quote the flood insurance. Um, so basically, the elevation certificate is telling us what's the elevation of the house in relation to the estimated or predicted base flood elevation in that area. Um, so obviously, the the higher you are above that, the better. The lower you are below that value, then you know it gets a little little tricky. But the ele- elevation certificate is a uh, is a uh, kind of like the the key, right? The the, the key to the, the key to the, gives us everything we need. It's what it does. There you go. It gives all there the information we need. And they're going to find that elevation on the survey that they got when they purchased the home, right? Right, right. And so if you're looking for, if you're looking at houses in a flood zone, that's one of the, that's one of the big things to ask for. If you know, if you find out you're in a high risk flood zone, you always want to ask for a copy of that elevation certificate because you can get a copy of that while you're, 
looking at the house or considering purchasing a house too. So that covers the flood side of this, but you know, it is hurricane season and we haven't talked about wind hail. We haven't talked about, um, homeowners insurance. So I know that before I, I switched over to uh, start using you guys, I had just sat with the same insurance policy for years and years and years and I never bothered to shop it. And I think when we switched, I ended up saving, you know, a couple thousand dollars uh, between my cars and my, my home. So for those people that haven't shopped their homeowner's policy, now might be a time to do that as well. And uh, can you get into a little bit, some of the limits, some of the things that they're looking for when they look at a, uh, an insurance policy? Yeah, there's two two big things to consider in, like, in reference to to going into you know a storm season like this. Um, you want to look at the type of coverage you have on your house. Home policies can typically have either replacement cost or actual cash value. So when you're talking about a, a roof replacement, replacement cost is going to pay what it costs to get that roof replaced. Um, actual cash value is going to take into account depreciation on that roof. So you can imagine you got a 10 year old roof you know, it's, it's been through a pretty good portion of its, its life. So um, depreciated value on that's going to be significantly less than what's going to cost to put a new roof on there. Um, and then the second big thing is the deductible on your policy, because that's the portion that you pay for. So, you know, if you have a, say a $10,000 roof that needs to be replaced, there's a big difference from like a 1% deductible on your house, you know, being like $2,000, for example, and a 2% being $4,000, right? So that out-of-pocket cost changes drastically with a deductible. And I think, especially here in Houston, 2% deductibles on wind and hail are very common. A lot of companies won't go below that. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are kind of being told that's the only option. Like, oh, well, yeah, this, you have to do a 2% wind and hail. That's, that's, that's how it goes here in Houston. Um, but I have a lot of carriers here in the area that will go to a 1% deductible on that wind and hail which is the most common claim on your home insurance policy is a wind or hail claim. So being able to know your options on that is huge come claims time. And of course you can't, you can't be You can't do it, you know, retroactively. You gotta, you gotta know what you're getting into when, uh, when, you, when it happens, not, not after the fact. Right. So you bring up options and that's one of the reasons that, that I work with you. It's one of the reasons that I send uh, my clients to you and, um, I prefer to go with a broker instead of, you know, for example, if you were to call a state farm agent, you're going to get quotes on state farm. If you call Geico, you're just going to get quotes on Geico. If you go with somebody like Goosehead, you guys are shopping around to what over a dozen carriers and you're, you have options. Oh yeah. When I, you know, when I run quotes for, for a home policy, I mean, we're looking at, at 20 plus options, you know, and then there's still some other specialty carriers we have for, you know, like when you're talking about a beach house down on the, on the seawall in Galveston, you know, we have some other carriers that are going to be even more specific to that um, to give us more options. But, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it's the power of choice, right? It's about being able to talk to somebody that's going to be on your side and helping you try to find out what, what works for you and what you need as opposed to trying to, you know, make what they have fit, you know, make you fit into what they have. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, we're, we're talking over, over 20 options on the, on the home side and the, on the auto side, just real quick on the, on the auto side, we have, all, sure. I mean, all the big names, right. Safeco, progressive travelers, things like that. Um, a lot of our home carriers don't do auto insurance, mm -hmm. but they will still give us a, a package discount if we have the, the home and the auto here in the agency. So um, I think the, uh, the commercials make you seem like you have to go to one, you know, you have to call the company that can do both the home and the auto with the same name. 
Um, right. But as long as we have it here in the office, you know, then a lot of our companies are, are giving you the best deal they can on that. Yeah. And that's the situation that I ended up with. I have different carriers for uh, home and auto, but mm-hmm. bundled together, I still ended up saving a ton of money. So right. there you go. Well, thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. We'll do this again next year. Another annual reminder of everybody. You've got, you've got 32 days, 32 days to call Alex and, uh, well, actually, you have two days to call Alex if you want to have. You have two days to call Alex if you want to uh, have your flood insurance in place by the beginning of hurricane season. So, yeah. appreciate it, Alex. I will share your uh, your information to everybody. Make sure they have your phone number, your email address, and uh, we just want everybody to have flood insurance. That's it. We want everybody to have flood insurance. We want everybody to have a good time. We want everybody to be, be, be <laughs> safe, be happy, and have a good time. That's all it is. That's it. That's it. Well, I will talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks for, thanks for, right. thanks for having me, Aaron. We'll do it again next year. You got it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the next episode of the WDRE podcast. And please remember to rate us on iTunes if you like what you heard.